Hello and welcome to Biz Without Frontiers episode 6. Today I'm joined by Charles Hello. and Vicky Hello. and Rob, who uh, is our special guest today, who runs the Hot Cuisine channel on YouTube. Um, today we are in Clink, which is an independent bottle shop in Digbeth. So this has been open a couple of years and they have a sister venue in Harborn called Paper Duck. Um, which is more of a kind of formal sit-down kind yeah. of bar thing. This is basically a bottle shop with, you know, some areas to sit and drink in it, you know, so it's it's kind of that kind of vibe about it. What are we all drinking? What are we all drinking? What are you on, Vicky? So I'm on the, um, I've already forgotten what, oh, Oat Almond. <laughs> which, <laughs> which is, which is uh, Brew York. Um, and as it says, it's a cherry pale ale, and they definitely don't, um, they're not wrong with their description. It's, yes, it's very full on cherry. Full, it's on, like, full on cherry. Yeah, that definitely full feels on. like about probably, you know, half a ton of um, cherries went into the uh, <laughs> the mix at some point. So, no, it's very nice. It's very yeah, refreshing. On refreshing a, on, a, on a mega hot day like today. Yeah, yeah. So, good so, stuff. Yeah. What are you on, Charles? First drink I had, Keller Pills. Keller Pills, yeah. It's pretty hot already, and yeah, it didn't last too. So that's Keller Pills, lost and grounded. <laughs> Keller Pills, Keller yeah, Pills, yeah. Lost and yeah, yeah. Soon to be available in cans. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. Crushable cans. Yep. And Rob, what are you? I'm on the Slopian service. Show. Is it the malt? Oh no, I'm on the uh, Keller Pills. Ah, I'm on the so Slopian. Is it Mottle Collin? Was it? <laughs> Yes, like like, yeah, yeah, like, like, yeah. like a um, low ABV kind of like pale ale. And as I remarked to the chap serving downstairs, I might have to take it back because it's actually bitter. I'm not sure. <laughs> no, it's a pale beer. It's bitter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not in the world. Where's the mud? Where's the yeah. and yeah. oats? It's, yeah. I feel uncomfortable. Adjunct less. Um, yeah. It's funny with slow <laughs> actually because I always I, you see quite a bit of their stuff around it because it's um, they're sort of. Worcestery, Herefordy, what is it? Salopian. Shrewsbury. right, okay. So, what's that, that narrow way? Uh, something like that, yeah. Um, but I always view them as being quite trapped because most of their stuff is in like 500ml bottles. Well, they've, they've, they've seemed to have gone... a broad shoulder. Mm. <laughs> they've seemed to have gone down the line of a traditional sort of that angle, but they've also got their hand in the craft sort of segment as well. So they're kind of doing bits and pieces. But they're getting they're getting good reputation for the, the stuff that's on here or whatever, you yeah. know, getting good 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 rep for it. So yeah, good stuff. Good stuff. Okay, so we're all we're all got a drink in front of us, which is the most important thing. Um, so moving <laughs> on. Um, yeah, Beery Adventures over the last few weeks. Um, it's been a few. It's been a few. Um, first and foremost I must give a shout out to Head of Steam, uh, which opened up in Birmingham. Um, where uh, we got an invite to go for the opening press night um, the, the day before the opening. VIP? Uh, I wouldn't call it that. I don't consider myself a very important person. Um, do you know you're important? Yeah, you're important, that, no, I, have to say, I have to say that, don't I? Um, yeah, we were along, didn't we? Yeah. And we had uh, some food and drink there, and the place so is. Where is it? It's in Temple Street, central Birmingham. And um, yeah, they've spent a shit ton of money on the place. It's it's really well done out. Got a central bar that you can walk all the way around. I having not been to any of their other ones, and they are predominantly northern at the moment. I don't know whether or not it sort of fits a kind of theme as to that they're all being kind of like that or not. But um, yeah, heavy Belgian beer menu there, about 28 pages of, of that kind of stuff. 
Um, they've got things like delirium and shimmy on tap. Yeah, I was going to say they've got the, the yeah, it's nice to see the, uh, the pink elephant on the, on the yeah, tap on yeah. the delirium. And, uh, That's it, yeah. No, it's a really nice space and um, yeah, we had a really good time there, had some good food, the food's good, it's got really varied food. And, and, and most importantly, how are the toilets? They were, they were um, not quite up to kill the standard, <laughs> no, but, uh, but they, they were good. They were nice and clean, no graffiti, as you'd expect on opening night. No you know, yet. unless somebody from a lot of paper has gone and graffitied all over them. No, they um, on stickers yet. No, oh, not rubble. yet. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think it was. Um, I think it was a really, really good experience. And what what we came away saying, and having chatted to several other people, so shout out to Beer Wednesdays, uh, Rob and Dave from that uh, blogging uh, site um, covering the Birmingham scene. You know, those guys were saying the same thing pretty much, which was like, it's something for everybody there. You can go there, you've got a good cask selection, good keg stuff, you've got Belgian stuff. So pretty much, you could go there with a, a mixed group of people, you know, like post-work drinks or whatever, and you're going to find something for everybody, isn't it? Yeah. So yeah, so it's, it's definitely a place for mixed. And what, but what was nice was on the the menu was it was very much most of it was about okay. So if you order this, this is a good beer to match it with. Which of course I decided I would write. I'll test them on that. So uh, I went for the um, mussels, which I said. You know, goes really well with a Belgian beer. So of course, I just went up and went. Right, I'm ordering this, and I'll have a Belgian beer, please. And bless them, it was a little bit of like, oh, no, no, right. <laughs> but we got there in the end, so that was good. Yeah, the guy oh, had a slightly startled, rabid kind of look on his face. Oh, yeah. He asked me to do the beer matching. You know, I was probably only trained yesterday or whatever. Um, but yeah. But the other thing they do as well is they do this thing called the Bezler, which is um, a light bites and beer flight taster. So you get any three light bites served along with their recommended beer. Mm-hmm. So That's like sort of thirds of beer, isn't it? Yeah. On, on a kind of mini kind of tasting paddle or whatever you call it. That's um, kind of, you know, so I presume it's a, I mean obviously if you, I presume if you went there and went, no, I really like this style, they don't have to give you that. But if you're a bit more adventurous, both with your food and your beer, then uh, Quite nice to kind of do. Okay, it's good. It's, it's, it's kind of bringing people to beer. It's kind of showcasing that kind of stuff. I think it's I think it's great. I really do. It's a great addition to the to the area. So and yeah. the other thing as well is they were very keen on um, getting local breweries in as well, weren't they? Yes. Uh, you spoke to the guy behind the bar, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm already talking to Twisted Barrel, and I'm talking to to um, I can't remember who else he said now." Well, because I said obviously was it Green Dog maybe. Um, um, no, it was looking at the Warwickshire Beer Company. Oh, that's um, right. Yeah, because I said we were from Warwick, so uh, yeah. Well, uh, you know, but it's, some of the, uh, it's nice that. Uh, more know, traditional yeah. breweries. Yeah, but. Well, they're the only ones in Warwickshire, aren't they? <laughs> <Yeah>. um, <laughs> so we've got a couple in Leeds. Yeah. I mean, um, and they've done kind of a lot of work with local breweries. You often see a lot of um, Wild Child, which are a tiny little maybe like three barrel brewery in Leeds and uh, they've done some fantastic stuff where they've done cask and keg of no- uh, like side by side of Northern Monk beers oh, um, so they can do I mean it's owned by Cameron's is a chain so yeah they're know, northeast so. aren't they yeah, yeah. so I mean um, but you sometimes find some bonkers stuff because they get some good American beers and I've been in there and had uh, Founders Breakfast Stout on draft double, double bastard on, yeah, on stone draft. double bastard on draft and it's not that bad price as well. Yeah. Don't tell them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so the fridges are always really impressive. Yeah, as well. I let it out there. 
yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, super impressed with, with what they're doing. So yeah, good stuff. And then the other place we went uh, just on Monday, just gone, we just happened to be in uh, London for a gig and the next day we got a bit of time so we went over to Beer Merchants at Hackney Wick and uh, had a look around there, fantastic space, spent a lot of money on it, obviously crowdfunding, people like you Charles. It's a shame we didn't ask for the car. Yeah, 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 I could borrow your car and spent all your, all your credit. <laughs> Um, <laughs> Two hundred quid's worth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, little we just get a couple of lunchtime beers, go and sit down, and who should be sat over there? Johnny Man. Garrett. Yeah, he's always there. Yeah, and so we have run out of chat, and uh, yeah, I uh, give him an ego boost. I said, so if I buy your book now, will you sign it? It's a bit. Yeah, all right then. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Was he blushing? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, might so, heat, it might be heat stroke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it could have been that. But um, no, it's good to have a chat and a catch up with him. So that, that was pretty cool. And yeah, really, really nice place there. Got some how good are the fridges? Massive, massive selection. Fantastic. Not been, not been. No, it's one of the places I'm going to go. Next it's time it's worth the trip out because if you're in the central London, it takes a bloody long time. You know, it's, it's a bit of a mission for us. We're getting yeah. to Harderbone and then. Yeah, central line over to Stratford, then back again on the other. But it is well worth it. The thing is, once you get there, you've got the other Hackney Wick stuff to do as well. You've got Howlin Hops, you've got Crazy and Co. And Mason and Co. You've got a, you know. And soon to be even pressure drop. Oh, is that where that is? Big experiment. Uh, is the experiment it continues or something, isn't it? I've seen branded on on Apparently, yes, pressure drops old site that they never got rid of when they moved up to Tottenham Hale. So they must have just. Oh, you don't want to be in Tottenham Hale. No, no, no. Too close for big beer. So, so yeah. So that that's pretty much what the interesting sort of things we've done in the last few weeks. You guys, you you went to Seshfest at Magic Rock Tap. So what did you think about the trip up? Weekend ago. Yeah, yeah. Start of June, it? Yeah. Start of June, Sesh Fest. Obviously, not so far from Rome. No, I've made yeah. the effort of getting the like 25 minute train journey. <laughs> <laughs> Such a lucky you. For you. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was a fantastic day, wasn't it? I mean, the weather was like today, it was just gorgeous. Beer selection was fantastic, there was no queuing for hype beers, so called. Lots of variety and styles. Mm. What was the kind of sort of uh, cask and keg kind of split? Was it 50 50 or? Um, I think mostly keg, wasn't it? it was there were keg. some cask. I mean, Tim Potatoes yeah. were there. Tim Potatoes. Yeah. Next to Verdant. Which is hilarious. And then Wyland did a thing, they, they bought a beer called What the Sparkler Wanted. Yes. And they did one on cask and one on keg. Yeah. I didn't actually get to try that. Right. No, where's your sparkler? Where's your sparkler? Where's sparkle? Yeah. Which was based on a, apparently a um, local camera big wig who kind of comes in and moans, even at the, uh, <laughs> the, the, their cat's bit not being sparkled. But, but, and also, I think as well, Wild was sipping something direct from an oak barrel as well, wasn't it? I think it was oh, sleeping lemons. Oh, sourdough, was it? Oh, sourdough, yes, you're right, sourdough. Obviously, shout outs to Rob from. Wild beer yeah. put me in a bit of a bad state of mm. morning, but session the night um, before Sesh Fest. It was a bit of a session, yeah. Yep. There you go. There you go. So, do you reckon they're running it again next year? Have they said anything? I think, I think it's definitely. Yeah. I can see it being getting bigger. I, yeah. They probably will, but they could do a two day, definitely. Yeah. It's a long day. It's a long mm. session. And, um, it's 10, 10 hours. Unlike it? with. I don't know what you got if you guys have been to Copenhagen or you've been to Beaver Town Extravaganza no. where you go like little pause of strong beers you kind of like you get there quicker 
Um, like in Copenhagen last year, I got yeah. <laughs> it's that feeling that after like four hours, yeah. But everything you're drinking is like ten percent upwards. Mm, yeah. so, but this was more like six, seven hours of um, three to like five and a half. I think the cap two. What did the cap Four six. Was it four six? Four, the cap six. Which is nice. It's a thing. It's a original kind of approach to it. Yeah. And that I was talking to Richard um, from Magic Rock on the day about it. And it's that's that's the beer that he got into was low ABV cash casks cash yeah. yeah yeah so and they wanted to kind of do that so it's a real kind of original approach to a beer festival and there was still such a variety of styles yeah. there were rattlers there were table, table sours and saisons dry stouts I mean there was just so much to go it was great the against the green one was that that, that was, was your first beer wasn't it yeah, it was Anaconda Verde. So it was a green coffee bean lager with ginger and peach or something. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> and Crafty is yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, it was great. Really good. Yeah. Oh, good stuff. So, yeah, I'd try and make it up to the next one, actually. I couldn't believe how quick tickets went. Well, that was it. 20 minutes, yeah. 20 minutes. Yeah. And that was, what was it, about 600 people, they said, that went to it or something? Mm, about 600, yeah. yeah. I think that was about the number. I mean, this is but the it, thing by it being one session, though, isn't yeah. it? If you'd have had two sessions, you could have been technically had twice the amount of people, I suppose. And initially, I was thinking, oh, not that I've been there, but I've seen all the pictures yeah. that, that's happening. Right. I was like, I ain't going to fit that many people in. But well, so it. much was outside, wasn't mm-hmm. I mean, it? Before, before I got there, I was thinking, you know, 600 people, I've been to the tap room, the source, the tap, the tap room a couple of times. To think, to get 600 people, plus all the breweries and all the stands and all the food, that's going, to, that's, going to be, that's going to really test them out. Mm. But they actually got it right. They really opened up all the sides and all the breweries very sort of open and yeah. Yeah, kind oh, of good stuff. Really good stuff. Mm. Statistically. Yeah. And only one person got chucked out, which was a little bonus. Nobody we know. Just just the sort of covering off this bit, uh, I ought to give mention to Lock and Key Beer Festival that's happening the 28th of July in Birmingham. Um, got your tickets? Not yet, but uh, I will be going. Saturday session probably. Um, Faisley Street, Digbeth, so just around the corner from where we are now. Um, loads of cool people are going to be there. Um, do we know any breweries? Well, you, you yeah. three. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 That's where our cool cats go. Yeah, <laughs> uh, indeed. No, I know that um, I think beer merchants are um, bringing along some stuff from what I heard. Uh, Lurvig are going to be there. Um, oh, quite a few others actually. So um, it's it's going to be uh, definitely a, a good thing to support. You know, it's it's had a bit of a checkered history, hasn't it? Really, beer festivals in Brom because they sort of like last a couple of years. Then there's a bit of a change. So is it the same organisers as the original? Sort of Birmingham beer bash or beer bash. I think possibly I'd have to double check on that one but um, yeah but it's, it's good, to, good to see it back anyway absolutely it's, it's gonna I think it's held at the same place as where the Birmingham beer bash was which was um, you know in, in Digbeth in Faisley uh, Street so yeah definitely worth doing that um, so there we go but it's been interesting with the Birmingham scene as well, isn't it? We've, we've been moaning for like, what, two or three years. Oh, Birmingham's always overlooked and it's always, you mm. know, there's not much going on here. And then suddenly, in the last couple of years, it's we're really like, if we want to come over and do a Birmingham crawl, it's like, well, where do we do it? We can do so many pubs in the centre town, we can go to George Water, we can go. So maybe that's the whole point. Maybe it is now getting maybe better it's moving and yeah. riper for a, a good beer festival. Yeah, I mean, that's, I think that's what Birmingham suffered with a little bit is the 
just the size of the area in the city yeah. makes it quite difficult to get around and yeah. it doesn't quite have the sort of locality that Leeds does or Manchester where all the bars are quite yeah. close generally. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thinking but about today with Robin exactly. here, we were like, okay, where do we go? And, and then it's like, oh, we could get... And just the logistics yeah. of how we get around to all these places, it's, yeah. Like half of them we haven't been to ourselves because <laughs> the out of town ones, because yeah, because it's like, oh, you know, you speak to a local, oh, you just need a such and such bus, and then a such and such bus. I'm like, whoa, buses, whoa, <laughs> I've already done half an hour on the train before I've got it, you know, but you know, we'll give them a try at some point in future. Um, so, you know, Please. things are happening. I mean, obviously, what's happening now, we've had the steam just open. And then we've killed her before that. Killed her not on before that. We've now seen the posts coming through from Pint Shop Birmingham, which really looking forward to having been to their Oxford place. So is this the time with Thornbridge? Or is this no, 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 that's a different one again. Yeah, Pint Shop are an independent place. They've got places in Oxford and Cambridge at the moment. Um, they're sort of a combination of bit gastro pubby, but then they've got a bar you can just sit in and drink in the bar. They usually have about easily a dozen keg lines on, stuff like that, yeah. and we've, we've had like siren stuff in there, lost and grounded, and you know, a real variety of stuff going on in there. So, and the, the, the building that they are now um, renovating um, in the centre of town is, is, looks like to be about three floors worth or whatever, so they're putting a stack of money into that. So that, that's going to be good as well. And then we've got the Thornbridge one as well, which I think might be next spring before that's open, but, uh, you know, it's all it's all happening. It's coming together mm. now, so that's good. Yeah. Have you been, have you been to Birmingham much, Rob? Have you, have I've been to Birmingham once before for wow. a very very short period of time, and it mainly centred around the um, bowling. Right. I think we were maybe we were good coming from um, Stratford. Okay. 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 Yeah, yeah. I went to Stratford. Yeah. yeah so cool. essentially, I've been like up the road and then that, that's it, that is my experience. Thankfully, that was part of my journey here today, so I think it's too lost on my way down here. Good old Google Street Maps oh, now, you know. Best when you get that message over your headphones going, GPS, <laughs> GPS, um, uh, data has been lost. <laughs> yeah. Now that means I'm lost. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, good stuff, good stuff. Um, okay. Second beer. Second beer. Second beer. Second beer. Well, my second beer is the same as your first beer. So this is the Salopian. No, Brew York. Sorry, Brew York. Brew York, the, the cherry one. Yeah. Um, which, um, yeah, is very cherry. Mm. It's kind of weird, you know, cherries in a beer, you instantly think lambic, creek, that, that whole kind of thing. And this is kind of like a. A kind of pale ales collided with some, you know, a truck full of cherries, and and the end result is pretty damn good actually. It's perfect, like say for hot weather. So uh, yeah, what are you on, Charles? It's a new one for me. Uh, Padstow Brewing Company. Uh, this is the Loading Bay IPA. So Padstow. Padstow. Padstow in, in Cornwall. Yep. Okay. Uh, nice artwork on the can. This is, a, this is called Loading Bay IPA. It's a New Zealand versus US IPA. So it's got an Alston Saison and Citra with a New England yeast. Mm. Yeah. Gold, golden colour. Slightly grapey. Yeah. That's pretty hazy. Very smooth. Yeah. 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 Good stuff. Good stuff. 
I'm on Cloudwater track. Yeah, Cloudwater track um, presents even, as it says on the camera, mm. presents new things, new title, which is a Simpson. For me, it's just a sweet spot for IPA. 6.5, yeah. 7%. Mm. Yeah. That's exactly where you want it to be. It I should expect. Hey, hey, they say it is West Coast. No, no, this is New England style. They did do a West Coast move track, which is absolutely fantastic. So I went to the um, Cloudwater track on my birthday a couple of weeks back. I had this one, which is, yes, the uh, new things and new tidings. And I had the so this track brewed version. So this one brewed well. water, the yep. other one's brewed track. track right. So this is New England style, and then they did a, um, a West Coast style track, and okay. that was absolutely incredible. Was that, which is called. It's got a long name. Yeah. It was a bottle, wasn't it? It was a bottle on that one, yeah. But apparently they bought Cloudwater's bottling line, which is a very nice bottling line. Yeah. That's why they're not in cans. But for me, I think Track is something more beer if they're in cans. Yeah. Because they're absolutely fantastic. Yeah. But yes, but uh, but this is absolutely spanking. One of the best beers I've had from Cloudwater in this year, I'd say. Yeah. Good stuff. Good stuff. So, uh, yeah, and I'm on the burning soul ice cream pale. Which I definitely decided. I like this style. I like the uh, yeah, all the lactose. Yeah, all, all the lactose. The lactose. I could imagine that. Ice cream, optional. Yeah. ice cream flow on the top of that. Yeah. It would be. Of course, yeah. we'll be heading up there in a bit. Yeah. 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 So, um, yeah. Good stuff. I'm definitely uh, in the pale range. I'm the definitely finding my yeah. uh, styles, which yeah. is definitely <laughs> Nipahs and uh, ice cream pales. You know, yeah. <laughs> which initially when I first heard about them, I was like. What? Yeah. <laughs> what does that even mean? But I'm like, yep, yeah, bring it on. Ah, uh, good stuff. Good <laughs> stuff. Yeah, mm. cheers. 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 Yeah. cheers. So, is the correct term beer tubers? Is is that is that the kind of is that what you'd call people who are doing beer reviews on you? Collectively now. Collectively That's that's what it is. Yeah. So you've been doing this a, a while. Um, but what, what's, what's the overview of your sort of beer journey anyway? Well, the first beer I ever had was Newcastle Brown Ale, opened on a road sign in Crofton when I was at high school. And um, it was grim and it was warm. And, it, and the top of the bottle was covered in shards of, of wood. So I didn't yeah. touch ale as such for a long time. And as everybody else after that, you, in your teens, you drink a lot of bad lager, don't you, really? Yeah. Um, and then subsequently from that, I think. This is probably things that you guys have experienced as well. Is that if you've got interesting flavours, mm. and you can so you kind of start searching out things um, which are beyond the norm as well. So, so for me, food as well. Well, but, but maybe a little bit because my brother's a chef. Yeah. I mean, I can't. I'm, I'm not going to denigrate my mother's um, cooking abilities, <laughs> but it got better after my brother was um, trained to be a chef. Um, so maybe there's something to that, but then he he doesn't he drank a lot of Guinness last time I saw him, so okay. I don't think that, I'm not going to speak too highly of his tasting beer. <laughs> yeah, he does he does he does partially work for a brewery now, not a very good one, but whatever. <laughs> um, but then for me, it, it, I guess it's because maybe um, of my age. It was when things started appearing, mm-hmm. like uh, for me, Erdinger was a bit of an early one for me. I loved yeah. Erdinger, and and then. From that, you mean bits and bats appeared in the supermarket, like Schneiderweiss were available yeah. then, and, and then bits of Belgian stuff, so like your Trappist stuff and, um, and Triple Calnier. I've got a very vivid memory of the first time I ever, ever had that. 
So those kind of things. Well, no, maybe not, because I mean, that seemed always seemed a bit like crazy loopy juice, didn't it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Nine percent. So oh no, yeah. whatever. That's gonna drive. But tri- triple cameo. The first time I heard that, a friend said it. This tastes like angels in your mouth. I'm like, wow, I'll try that. Yeah. And then there were a load of sediment in it. Like, I didn't think anything bad of it at that point, but you know, yeah. things have changed. Um, and then I guess from from there, probably discovering Biz Europe is an online job thinking. So I liked wheat beers and like yeah. nice lagers. And then. Um, so you were exploring that kind of area. You were yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, absolutely. So I mean, just trying out kind of like nice lagers, and you, that takes you to shops. Mm. And one of the actual shops that took me to was Beer Ritz in Leeds. And, yes, and at that time, um, working there was Zach Avery, the uh, ex- the exalted Mr. Avery, and uh, <coughs> one of the kind of early um, beer bloggers, really, and. Um, I figured out that he worked on a Sunday and he was really chatty and passionate and engaged. And um, so I'd go up on a Sunday and sit, on, sit under the learning tree of Mr. Avery for a, <laughs> Uncle Zach, I like to call him. Yeah. <laughs> um, and and he means such an engaging, passionate, educated, kind of eloquent chap who, when but I, well, I guess I was still going to like Northbound and stuff when that first opened, which has been open like 19 years now. And wow, wow. But when that opened, that was a bit of a trendy bar, but with a bit of Erdinger, and then they started getting, they were the first place to serve Sierra Nevada on draft, first place to serve Brooklyn on draft. So I do have memories of being in there, buying um, a pint of Schlenkler, um Irvice, when I actually thought it was a nice lager. So ended up with a pint of that and been like, what on earth is this monstrosity? <laughs> and then I made the same mistake with, um, as I developed an interest in Sierra Nevada, thinking, oh, look, pale ale, it's lovely stuff, that. Mm. And I saw Sierra Nevada beer on, so a pint, pint of that, Bigfoot, um, <laughs> like, <laughs> like nine and a half percent barley wine, yeah. trying to palm it off on my mate, going, oh, go on, Nick, have a bit of this. It's like, no, you bought it, you drink it. <laughs> So yeah. I don't, I don't think I finished that part of Bigfoot, which is probably a good move. <laughs> but I guess that, and and then from there, I guess that's that's where you start scratching the surface. Mm. So this was kind of pre-craft in a way, I suppose. In in terms of the boom of of you know where a lot of people got into this, probably you know obviously you got to mention the Brewdog guys who was that about two thousand seven. I think it's hard to pinpoint it. Yeah, the scene. Because so many people kind of pre then were kind of like, you know, a lot of people's journey goes shit lager, real ale, and then oh, shit lager. Craft, craft beer then starts turning up and you're into kind of stuff that's got bigger flavours then or whatever. I suppose it just depends on, you know, when you sort of started drinking really as to what, on what point you pick up the thread. Um, so Depends how old you are, I think. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I'm real ale until I have my road to Damascus moment of craft beer. But, you know, um, still some good real ale out there. Whereas it sounds so, like you were always after looking out for a new Something a bit different. Well, I guess yeah. that's it, yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's like whatever you're into, if it's music, if it's books, whatever. I mean, it's it's kind of going beyond the what's presented to you. And it yeah. doesn't have to be anything highfalutin, it, it's just it's not the stuff that is just 
hand him to it on a plate. I mean, yeah. My wife bemoans every time I'm dragging her to a brewery in some kind of <laughs> industrial some part of, industrial. of the world. I mean, um, if you've ever been to Canteon, it's a pretty grim part of town. And, yeah, you can fly all the way to California and, and walk a mile and a half to, to a brewery in like 30 degree heat. And, um, just, as much as she enjoys it, I'm sure she, it does get a bit like, oh, so you're taking me to another rundown industrial part of the city. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, okay, so, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, with the channel, obviously, your channel's been going for a little while now. Um, how did you get started? What kind of started you to, what inspired you to start the channel? Well, I was doing the written blog for a while, uh, maybe for about a year and a half before I started YouTube. I think my mate Chris, and I was thinking about this on the way down, I think he pretty much said, um, it was, I guess it was the whole experience of sitting across from someone in a pub and he says, you're better at doing this than you're at writing. So, and I think he meant that in a, in a, in a yeah. pleasant way. In the nicest way. Yes, exactly. And obviously, and, and, and meeting Zach at Beer Eats and, see, and he was doing the, the year of Beer Blog and I found that, I loved that. So did he have a channel? Who was that? Yeah, yeah, it's still up there. I mean, okay. oh, yes, absolutely fantastic stuff. Going, oh yeah, it's incredible stuff. And I did kind of guest on one of them, kind of mm. like un- kind of uncomfortably on there. There's a me opening a bottle of Dark Lord that I've, a friend from um, America brought back. Um, but I guess it was that really, and seeing what Zach were doing. And at the same time, as, as I was writing, Matt Dredge did a few bits. It was one of the kind of like prominent bloggers back in kind of like 2008, 2009. Right. And um, and I guess it was seeing that and then looking a bit deeper on YouTube and I found um, American guys like JJ Davin, Joe D. Who, uh, Big Nation? No, um, Chris started a lot later. Chris it? started a lot later. It was JJ Davin, Joe D. Boop, boop, boop. And that's where the Simon Real Craft Beer gets the whole smoke. Smoke, you get smoke on top of that. Yeah. Yeah. He's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a big kind of like, he's, 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 he was a, he's a trucker, he's Joe D, but he, he's a real character. And then and Max Henderson, who did um, Beer Bike beer bike Barbecue. I think they were the, some of the first ones that discovered him. It's just, yeah, and then you kind of, it's really out of character for me because I'm quite a shy, shy person. And being on camera seemed like the last thing I'd do. And, but you just kind of get used to it. Mm. Reach out to Shell. A lot of people have said that to me. I've met after the fact uh, that started it because they were quite shy people. And it's helped them out. express themselves. Yeah, absolutely. My yeah. mate Stuart from the Ginger Ale Ale Trail, if you've ever yeah. discovered yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stuart. And he, that's exactly why he did it, to cool. get yeah. out himself, yeah. Okay. Cool, cool. Yeah. Because one of the things about it is, obviously, your tasting notes are very detailed. <laughs> so... We've kind of covered it a little bit. You sort of said your brother was a chef, so maybe, and you've always been out looking for new and interesting flavours, yeah. but how, how have you trained your palate? Or did you have to train your palate? Or was it something <laughs> natural? Or was it. I'm a complete charlatan. Just <laughs> <laughs> make it up as I go along. <laughs> yeah, you just, eventually, it's just like IPA. Well, that's. See, I, 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 yeah, exactly. I, 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 I take the piss out of Simon. Actually, <laughs> he's got his uh, chocolate coffee caramel. Oh, I, mean, yeah. I mean, I'm not <laughs> above taking the piss out of that. But you do find yourself in that headspace thinking, well, IPA, grapefruit, pineapple. Which, which, which version? Really which can you yeah, exactly. flavours, aren't they? Absolutely. 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 But no, I guess it's the. Um, I guess it's just like focusing of your mind a little bit. 
Yeah, because you, you probably look for more nuances in, in the IPAs that you try, maybe? Well, no, it's like, as we're sitting here drinking, you mean you're enjoying what you're drinking, but you're yeah. not really thinking... Too much about this, it. This, this, yeah. this, but it, it, I think it was looking at, probably looking at how they break it down on uh, on Beer Advocate. It's, it's, it's taste, smell, blah, 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 after things, mm. whatever. And I've done a little bit of judging with... Um, and with Seaver and camera uh, as well and so there is a little bit of there's a, a process to it so you kind of you just focus your mind and think oh what does it smell like so what it, does it, it taste is like? it as simple as the first thing that pops into your mind it's yeah you're not necessarily searching for a particular flavour it's, it's just there yeah on your mind and that's it yeah I think it's about kind of like it's first impressions because yeah, if right. not you're going to be on for God bless him. My, my mate Dean, who does, um, who's, ba- who's, who's at Midlands, Dean, Dean's beer reviews. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dean can talk about a beer for five, five minutes. Um, but he reviews some real different ends of the beer spectrum, than not he? He loves a lager. He loves yeah. a ropey lager, does Dean. But, but then he loves the good stuff as well. Yeah. And um, I'm not saying ropey lager's not good. It depends <laughs> on your, you know, your personal <laughs> preference. Um, but um, yeah, he, he, can, he can talk about a mediocre beer for 45 minutes <laughs> um, but I guess it, so you've got to I guess yeah it's, it's focusing with your mind I mean you've only got a certain amount of time people are actually going to listen to you so yeah yeah I mean do you find that I've heard that obviously people that have got quite a wide uh, diet eat a lot of different yeah. stuff you, you almost can like map flavours to certain foodstuffs and stuff Absolutely. like that. You know, if you're somebody that's never eaten a great amount of fruit, you're a bit knackered when it comes to describing IPAs these days, aren't yeah. you? So you, you, you've got to have some kind of knowledge, I guess, really, of certain flavours to kind of map it across. But how know. many times have I said this? Like, I'll taste this a bit, whether it's predominantly more of the drink thing, but you kind of taste it and you go, I recognise that flavour, but I can't put one... It's having the recall yeah, in it. Yeah, I can't think what it is at the moment, and it's that, you know, and I think that's it, isn't it, as well? It's Sometimes you just got to trust, you, trust, trust your judgement, trust your you know, convictions, yeah. and go with it. Even yeah. if someone thinks you're crazy because you set up oh. a smell like something... <laughs> But I'll, I'll tell you, I mean, somebody commented on, <laughs> on an old video, maybe like a six-year-old video, the, the other day, and um, and the thing that I said was completely taken uh, <coughs> taken incorrectly. But I'll tell you what that was uh, later, because I don't think it's suitable for the podcast. But it was yeah. but it was entertaining, nonetheless. Yeah. But um, yeah, you, you, yeah, I know what you mean. You kind of it's milestones, isn't it? I mean, yeah. what have you been eating recently? True. What have you been exposed to recently? I remember kind of like maybe pulling out Blood Orange one time and then my mate Chris is obsessed with Italian food going, when was the last time you had a Blood Orange? Yeah. <laughs> uh, a Sicilian uh, one. Yeah. 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 I'm just bullshitting my way through this. <laughs> Simon really, he often says fleshy blood, fleshy lemons. Fleshy lemons. That seems to be his real thing. Well, actually, I, I can, I, now you say it, it does remind me to a uh, conversation at the... Um, but Mr. Fowl is in Leeds after maybe remember the second twist up where we all no, was in Sh- where was that? We were all in Leeds and the round the table with me, I said my mate Chris who online is uh, Northern Rights, Matt Dredge, Andy Mogg who was um, uh, beer reviews Andy, uh, Mark who was beer beer a beer, and so and Mark Fletcher of um, I can't remember what Mark did but kind of a group of those OG bloggers and. Mm. Um, and the, I remember talking to Dredge about it at that point, and he was saying, 
when someone says malty, what do they mean? When they say hoppy, what do they mean? But when you say orange, do you mean orange juice? Do you mean orange flesh? Do you mean orange peel? Is it, is it pith? Mm. It's, it's breaking it down to those kind yeah. of things. Yeah. And I think that's always been the thing that gets into my mind. And being aware of the mm. of words that finish in Y, hoppy, malty, orangey. It's not to be careful. Non descriptive, really, isn't yeah. it? It's not pinpointing yeah. that flavour particularly, is it? No. It's, yeah. It's just a bit of a bland term. If you watch Michael, ja- what Michael, how Michael Jackson spoke about things as well. I mean, he how he kind of like, I mean, because that's that's the reason why t- we think about beer the way mm. that we do and talk about beer the way we do because of the kind of lexicon that he kind mm. of developed really. Mm. Yeah. Um, so do you, do you feel that with YouTube you've got to keep things pretty short as opposed to a long form medium like the podcast because they're, they're all like about five minutes or so aren't they? You're not. Is, is that just the way that YouTube works? You kind of need to get what you're saying across in a, in a fairly concise sort of time, yeah? Uh, yeah, absolutely. I think when a lot of us start and maybe some people still do quite long ones, but um, I think a lot of people um, have probably when they start out, it's a bit longer. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's you don't know how to get out what you want to say. Yeah. Maybe you get a bit more kind of like seasoned in what you do. Yeah. But it takes me back to when um, one of the uh, forerunners of online beer reviews is a guy called Chad from from America. Chad's beer reviews, if you remember him. I remember him saying. Um, I'm not going to watch any beer review that is over seven minutes. Uh, so, and we were all a bit like, "Do you think you're answering?" <laughs> yeah. We were all like eight minutes plus, and um, but I guess I was I became a little bit conscious of that. Yeah. Mm. And so, can you definitely can you tell? Do you have a way of telling when people drop out? Of, yeah. You can see that. Yeah, analytics and stuff. Yeah, yeah, tell you. yeah absolutely. So is there, a, is there like a specific length of time that, an average length of time where people do drop out if they do? Yeah, I think, you I mean, and one, one what really kind of highlighted that for me, probably Chris Delts had a big ignition. Um, yeah. he, he, he had his really nice and tight. Uh, and then like, um, too short drinking these yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> and then Sarah Warman. I mean, uh, now um, TV Sarah Warman. Yeah, um, yeah Exactly. Yeah. I mean, when Sarah did her channel, she was a nice tightly. Okay, everybody doesn't love a jump cut. Um, <laughs> and I feel like I stay away from that. But um, she kind of, I think she became very popular on the back of that. Did really, she was really good, really accessible. But then, and yet in time as yeah. well. But for me, I think it's become more about first impressions. Because mm. you, can, you can ruminate for an hour on a wonderful glass of Imperial Stout, and it's going to be massively different at the end than it is at the start. Yeah. But not everybody's going to watch you for who's <laughs> hanging about in your living room. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah this like, safe is that right? This tastes oh, like this, and then oh. two sit days like this. Yeah. I'm going to have my dinner now. Yeah. <laughs> and then afterwards. Yeah. It's, like, it's like when you see Simon Rillo craft beer when he gets his sort of some of his videos come up. And 20 minutes and you know it's going to be some random brew job or some kind <laughs> Strap of, yourself in. Yeah. yeah. And you just think, no, I'm not going to sit through all that. Oh, that's the ones you've got to watch. Yeah, true. <laughs> when he's <laughs> <you're> missing <laughs> some the ones when he's gone. just like wearing his pants. Cleaning his car with Budweiser. Yeah. <laughs> Showering himself. Or putting, was it putting a bottle of car? Car with a noose around the car. Well, it's not a route I'm going down anytime soon. <laughs> <laughs> Thankfully, for everybody involved. Yeah. I did once do 
a video of um, kind of tramp brew. Um, so like <laughs> a lined up special brew, Ken Tenants um, Super and um, Special Booth a Kestrel and Kestrel Super Strength. Yeah. I've lined them up um, as, and I thought, oh this is gonna be a bit of fun. But then it was just like, oh they're alright. Yeah. <laughs> kind of sweet and yeah. hot you really, you really and want to hate them. Yeah. yeah. I thought they'd get some like bit of humour out of this and it was like, eh, yeah, it's alright. <laughs> it's like this is I've never released it, I think I've still got it. But it was just actually just a little bit boring. Yeah. <laughs> That's something that'll be interesting though. So get you. Well, let's get a couple on the way through town. Maybe we'll <laughs> yeah. get, grab a park bench. I think there is a one stop on the way back. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. bring him live and have a nap. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah so I guess we're sort of obviously watching your, your, yeah. your videos early on. Um, you did some stuff on Periscope as well. Um, which yeah. Was, uh, tuned into I think that's probably where I first spoke to you. You and yeah. Sam, wasn't it? Um, yeah. So they're live things then, aren't they? Almost like spirit at the moment, yeah. Well, look, I started doing it, trying to do it like every so Thursday. Night, yeah, I tried yeah. to do it. I mean, the only thing that's held me back on that is how cack um, Periscope is. Just getting messages from people going, oh, my connection keeps dropping out. But I quite like that. It became, uh, it, I probably became a, like quite sweary a lot of the time on those <laughs> things. Which you could do it, you're a bit more of a free lo- right? Everybody loves a swearer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> go for the adult audience on that. <laughs> but um, just in that sense, there's nothing untoward going on. <laughs> like that. Yeah, so yeah, it's fun and I, love, I always really like that kind of instant kind of reaction from people. I always wanted the people to um, kind of like um, talk back to you, and, um, which is great. But I said that the platform just didn't. Work, just didn't so, work. So I've kind of I, I tried the Facebook thing, and then you just get people from work commenting <laughs> in, your, in your cousin. Didn't you used, used to get trolls and stuff? Oh, that's also awesome. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's one full thing of YouTube is the ridiculousness of it all. Yeah, you should see some of it. We, we do in our like collective group of UK guys. We do share like offensive comments when we get them. I thought I I had some bad ones, but wow. Yeah, we'll get onto that later. Um, <laughs> maybe that's not a language you should be using as well. Um, but yeah, so now we're doing a live thing on YouTube, kind yeah. of semi-regular called Good Beer Live, which is with my mates um, Craig and Jake, who have YouTube channels as well. Yes, yeah. and Kent Beer, Craig from Kent Beer Reviews. We do that. Um, yeah, and I've, as of yesterday, I did try Instagram TV and see what see how that pans out. Well, you okay. never know; we might do some t- later on today. You'll be like, yeah. you'll be huge. There'll be people kind of like coming up to you around today. Go, hey, <laughs> you you, I saw you on YouTube today. Yeah. You, what, are you, what are you on about? What are you, what are you babbling on about? It's only beer, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I did not resort to a Birmingham kind of accent. I thought I'd be <laughs> as a visitor. We've got an accent, it's Warwickshire. Don't really have it. It's not really an accent. No. We're kind of vanilla. We're kind of vanilla, which means that we then like easily pick up other accents, I find, and then people think you're taking the piss, but there you go. We're not quite Brummie. <laughs> no, but other people will go, oh, I've got a hint of Brummie, but it's like, I don't think so. I think so. you've got a little bit more chance nah. than those two. Nah. Are they just a bit posher? No. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> no, when I listen to that, I sometimes I can't distinguish between these two on, oh, them, really? on the chat, um, podcast, so... Yeah, that's where you've got to sprinkle a bit of Northern. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a bit of Northern. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's it. Yeah. 
So you've already mentioned some of your um, mates at yep. the new channels as well, and obviously some other people. But mm -hmm. yeah, so to can make it a bit more concise, what are the what Beer channels do you recommend? Yeah, there's more than you realise yeah, about. I mean, I mean, once in a while I'll, I'll do a search for Punk IPA and see see someone in the in Europe who's started doing it. Um, but you I mean everybody knows Simon of a real aircraft beer and, and Peter, Peter the master of hoppets. Yes, like, like to call him the, to his face the YouTube mega icon, um, but which he as a as a Dane is thoroughly uncomfortable with. But he's 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 great. He's great. He started when he was like seventeen or something. He was such really? a child when I was still young. Yeah, yeah. probably doesn't even remember. Oh, well, he's from uh, Danish. He's yeah. Danish. So, so, yeah, he's American though. Yeah, yeah, but most most Scandinavians do because they tend to learn English from uh, American films and stuff like that. I know right. some Norwegian yeah. folks that. So yeah, they always tend to kind of sound a little bit that it's way. Funny when you hear him speak mm. Danish and like. Of course, I mean, I, I, I was on the side of my kind of UK guy, so Craig at Kent Beer Reviews, uh, Peter, the, the clueless drinker, who was, was wonderful, he's, he's, a, he's a bit he's different funny. as Peter, he's, Peter's he's a funny, he's a witty chap, um, my mate Jake, who I do good beer live with, so Jake O Beer. Jake, Jake's different. He's younger, and he's um, he, he does a bit of jump cuts, and he's funny, and he's yeah. he's weird. That's, I think his his channel is, is like beer and weirdness, <laughs> and that's when he kind of started out to do it. Uh, yeah, and um, Harry, bit blue nose beer reviews. He was catching us up later yep. on. Yeah. yeah, and James at Rampant Lion. Don't want to miss any, anybody out. Who well, what we do is we'll put the links yeah. to these ones yeah in the show notes, so people can just yes. click straight on them. Yeah, but yeah, but I guess that's the big thing that we. We've kind of discovered is that because as we're enjoying today, who's who's had a beer that hasn't been British? Mm. Because beer in the UK is so strong at the moment. I think that that does kind of help out, and I think that then once upon a time, when most of my kind of contemporaries would have been American, mm. they're all British now because mm. we've got such a buoyant beer scene. Brilliant. Why would I buy an American IPA now? Yeah. I don't know why anybody uh, Which is invariably old. Yeah. Yes. That's, uh, Two months, what? Yeah. Get down the sink. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Hashtag drink ball. Yeah. Um, so for anyone wanting to get started in this, um, what gear do you need uh, to put something of decent quality out? Do you need any editing software as well? Uh, I think you need better than me, personally. Yeah. Uh, mine's pretty <laughs> rudimentary. I've got a camera that I got for my birthday and I can't remember how old I was when I got that. Wow, that's, that worries me. So it's uh, nice a standalone camera that shoots video footage, yeah, it's not smart. Right? Yeah, I've got a video camera. I, I started on my, foot, uh, on my iPhone, right. propped up by some um, some DVDs. Yeah. With like a stack of DVDs and then like a few behind to it following. Yeah. And then I got a, a camcorder, which is, it's, it, it does what it does. Um, but I mean, phones are so good now. I did yeah. test my phone out, but it's got a weird focusy thing. So that was annoying, so I, I, I kind of pulled that back from that. As far as editing goes, I use um, Sony Vegas, which right. is probably slightly antiquated now, but I think a lot of people are still banging on with like, um, Apple's, what's Apple's bit of software? Oh, um, the one that I'm bundled with it is um, iMovie. Yeah, yeah, I think a lot of people use that, which I mean, it depends how far you want to go. If you want to make it look kind of like nice and jazzy, Yeah. Go for it. I mean, um, I, I forgot to mention it was terrible. So Ollie over at Pint Size, I think he takes what we do to a higher level, and that's why he won a Beer Writers Guild Award. Right. <laughs> um, 
but he, he's great I mean, I mean he's clearly got an aptitude for that mm-hmm. and I think that and obviously as we were talking earlier about um, Mr. Mr. Garrett over at the um, yes, Craft Beer Channel who I, I rode hard when they first started because they were it wasn't it wasn't great he, he actually spoke out about this on Bushcraft um, uh, Bushcraft um, podcast yeah and Michael Lally's podcast back in the day about how <laughs> how harsh I was with him at the start yeah um, but I mean if you see the kit that, that, that when I first met Johnny he had like a it was him Brad I mean the, the other Jim the big big, guy, big so he's, he's still, guy he's still doing Brad yeah, yeah 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 and then but then they had a, another guy as well so they were, they were like a three man team they were like when I saw him, it's like so. That's how you do it to a good level. If you want to just dick around like I do, just get your phone out and get some beer and have a. At the end of the day, it's a hobby, isn't it? It's not exactly. It's not a profession. Yeah, you I mean I think that's that's where the line's drawn. I mean, Johnny does it to a, a level, a, a professional level. I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a guy with a, an opinion and a, and a camera, and that's <laughs> pretty much it. I think it's probably quite hard to monetize, isn't it? And and this was one of the things. As I said earlier, I sort of bumped into Johnny at the merchants the other day, and he was sort of saying, you know, that it's it's very hard to monetize something like that. I know on YouTube you can have ads, can't you? But you've got to hit a certain amount of you views do now, yeah. before you can do that. Yeah. Back in the day, you didn't have to. So right. I, I actually took ads off for ages. So like, oh no, I don't want ads on my videos. Yeah. And but then I put them back on because I know and I noticed I had like forty quid and your threshold's like sixty. Yeah. So I hit the threshold once. Bought myself a pair of jeans, yeah. and, um, <laughs> and and then and then they brought in this thing, this the kind of this the, the, this kind of threshold with the um, with the amount of viewers and all this kind of like malarkey. So you need so a certain amount of subscribers. Subscribers, you need the amount of views, like minutes per month, and all this oh, kind of right, stuff. Right. So There's very few, yeah. very few now. I mean, once upon a time, yeah, I'd, I'd earn like one pound twenty a month. And just wait for that moment when everybody goes like, "Yes, I'm cashing in." Yeah, <laughs> I've got sixty quid off of YouTube. Yeah, there you go. Only once, I said, "If the weather weren't quite as nice today, I may have been wearing those jeans." <laughs> there you go. There you go. So, shout out to anybody who's going to start doing this. You ain't going to get rich doing it. No. Right. Beavergate. Let's get into this. Bad let's boy. let's get into this bad boy. Um, what is there to say? There's there's been a lot of. Twitter went into meltdown, didn't it? There's a lot of passion about it. Let's be honest, there was a lot of love for Beaver Town because I think people, over the last probably five years or so, a lot of people felt that they'd kind of grown up with them. You know, there's, there's a, so many people out there. I mean, for me personally, I was drinking their beers when they were still in bottles, you know. Um, not I quite. some really bad ones as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, but a lot of people kind of, although they didn't, it's not the kind of thing like what happened with Camden, which is, you know, they took investment, crowdfunded effectively, and then months later said, oh, we're selling out to the man. Um, it's not quite at that stage. But people, I think, emotionally feel that they've got a bit of a, of a kind of vested interest in them. And um, so, you know, this, this, is, this is where we're at now. But, you know, so for those that don't know, obviously, Heineken, uh, we invested in Beaver Town, uh, an unspecified percentage. Minority share. Minority share. So it could be anywhere from one to forty-nine percent. Yeah. <laughs> um, a lot of people are talking about forty-nine percent because that's what they invested in Brixton. Um, um, some people are saying it's more than twenty percent. Yeah. I don't think. Well, how much did they give? Forty million. Oh, it, how much? 
In Brixton, yeah. percentage. How much? No, how much money? How much money? I can't remember what they do. Uh, but this, this is. I bet. I don't think they got 40, 40 million for. Oh no! <laughs> no, 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 no. So forty million. <laughs> but we don't know what percentage. So if you then go, oh, it's a lower percentage. That values them uh, kind of higher than a lot of people reckon they value that. But they've been really cagey, aren't they? They're not saying what what percentage. No. Um, so, you know, as to whether this is going to change things, who knows? You know, a lot of people's thoughts are, well, if the beer stays the same, blah, blah, blah. I think for a lot of people, what sticks in the throat is, oh, it's Heineken. Heineken, the big corporation, blah, 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 blah. Uh, they've done some bad things, they tie up a lot of lines, all that sort of stuff. Um, they're not that ethically sound. No, no, but, but so neither ABM better, are they? You know, so no big beer is completely uh, faultless, really. Um, and I don't know whether they are worse than other big beer or whether they're about on a par, really. Obviously, a lot of people have done some digging to uh, find out about Heineken. Uh, obviously, what springs to mind is that Cloudwater blog that outlined a lot of links to a lot of stuff. It was obviously all there anyway. You know, that somebody did their research to kind of prove a point of like, oh, big beer, bad beer, big corporation, blah, 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 all that sort of thing. On a more drinker's kind of level, um, the big thing is Beaverex. Lumber is pulled out. What should breweries well, do? What should breweries do? The veil pulled out before it was even. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Yeah, which was pretty shocking. Yeah. yeah. I guess. Based on rumour. Based on rumour, yeah. Yeah, big call, cool, though. It was, yeah. Yeah, but I think there's been a lot of, there's been a lot of murmurs, I guess, because we're that kind of like, that stage removed out, we're a couple of stages removed from the whole experience, so. Yeah, the whole brewery's pulling out, that's where, that's what got me. That's you, really we know this. You've, <laughs> been, you've been quite vocal on Twitter. I was. The I, last few days. I think it was more that I got kind of like pulled into this kind of like, Twitter-based shit, like crevasse, really. yeah. yeah. Where it were like just idiots kind of like replying to me, and it was red, red, red rag to a to a bull, really. And, like, and so you, it was like you find yourself explaining yourself on Twitter, which starts becoming massively annoying. But I mean, have any of you guys got tickets? No, no. no. Got to, oh, see, so I've got a ticket, and that was. Well, like, I was going to go last year. I was going to go last year with a friend, and I had to pull out to work, but. Yeah. I didn't fancy it this year either, I just think, well, no, we've covered slightly on the all-in tickets, or well, it's been covered before, but I'm not big on all-in tickets. Mm. No, I'm not, and that was predominantly my reason for not going, you know, aside from this current situation, just the all-in ticket thing. If I remember rightly, weren't tickets cheap last year? Was it 50 um, quid last year? They've gone up this year, definitely, yeah. from what I can tell. But, and so. hasn't the session length reduced? Or am I wrong on that? No, that's not a bad thing. Yeah. It was too long last year. I mean, yeah. My mate got that drunk, he went for a nap for an hour in the parlour. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, I think they've been in the beer festival too long. Yeah. Well, they ran out of beer, didn't they? Last year. Yeah, a lot of mech on it. The reason why I'm good, I, I chose to go this year, I went to, it was my 40th last year, and um, I know it's, it's surprising, you can't believe it. I know, I <laughs> and, um, don't mention the great. I went to go. I went to Copenhagen to make a little bit of celebration, and um, and it's it's an intense experience, mm. um, and it, it, it kicked my ass on multiple levels. 
and but it's great. It's kind of fun, but it's full on. And as much as I and I, I wanted to have that experience again, I heard great things about Beaver Town from last year, and I thought, well, this is a Did cheaper you... option, really. So I thought, oh. So you, days in London. so you weren't put off by some of the negative feedback from last year though. You just see it was a bit noisy and a bit hot. That's mm, what I heard last year. Yeah, but that's but yeah, yeah, but that's, that's always gonna happen. A limited, a limited lot, lot of places like in Copenhagen, I mean that Bocca Rider tap was run dry in like twenty five minutes and there were a queue of like two hundred yards. If you want that beer, queue up. If you're not that bothered, go yeah, no, walk over there to Crooked Stave and get something amazing. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's, it's decisions you make on that sense. Yeah. So, what, what do we think the brewery's attempting should do? Obviously, we don't know what the outcome's going to be. Is it going to reach that tipping point at which so many pull out, they go, we pull the event, or whatever? But what, what, do, you, what do you think the best compromise for a brewery attempting? Do you think that the Northern Mugler are saying, Okay, we're going to go. But you get the impression from what they posted was we're going to go, but we certainly won't be doing it again in the future. You think that's the best compromise? I, I think you've, you've got to go out there pretty early and put, put a, get a statement out there. I think. Yeah. I think that's, and you've seen that already with, with Cloud Water and Neil Monk and Brew One that come out. I prefer that they did come out and say that early. I know Rob probably feels differently, but <laughs> <laughs> well, no, he does. But um. Sky also, Burning Sky came out and said, We are definitely doing this. And they, there, were, there were no flim flam. Yeah, I know I'm surprised by that. And all the monk, actually, their response was great in the way they, they said, Look, we're not behind what I can do, we're actually very much against it, but we want to honour our, you know, our commitments. That's what I like. We've got family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Commitments. We've got drinkers yeah, that we need to satisfy, we're going to be there. And that's great. And what, I think. What the brewers are forgetting as well is that look, they agreed to do the festival way before this had been announced. Before it had been announced, but mm. was the stuff going on in the background months ago? This is the thing that springs to mind is that, you know, how close to a deal were they? They were certainly obviously talking to Heineken at the same point as arranging this, this festival. Mm. They were seeking investment. Yeah, it doesn't anyway. happen overnight. No, no, exactly. Multinational, does it? 40 million pounds, doesn't it? No, exactly. Signed up over this three-week period. Yeah. So, yeah, do we, so we reckon the best compromise would be the Northern Monk kind of model then of like, do you know what, we don't agree with this, but we're going to... We've committed to it. We've mm-hmm. committed, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it makes you wonder if... I don't know the ins and outs of this, not the industry side of things, but do they sign a contract before they turn up? Yeah, they just say, oh, we'll walk up with a few yeah. kegs and that's it sort of thing. Yeah, you know, that's how it is. Yeah. But, but then that's the thing, that's, that really sticks with me, is that these are, these are their contemporaries. Yeah. I mean, and whatever you may think about it, for a lot of the, these brewers, Logan's the um, he's the cool guy in the room. Yeah, for a he's long a good, time. He's a good guy. He's yeah. a lovely guy. I've asked really him every time. I mean, he's a lovely chap. He's got all the time with both, both people, and he's, he's such a friendly guy. And for a lot of time, a lot of years, I bet there were a lot of people kissing it to him mm-hmm. because he was in a position that they wanted to be in. He was and like it the feels for me, craft, absolutely. Yeah. And it feels a little bit like they used to. The backs have been turned. Uh, and then it's a, it's, a, it's a business decision, but don't you like having an allegiance to any relationships you've built up over the years? It's sad. That doesn't sit that nicely. No. No. Hmm. It is, it's interesting, isn't it? It's, 
Because equally, as punters going to Beaver Eggs, I mean, I've never been before, so I don't, don't quite know how it works, but depending on how you feel about the whole ta- takeover, or oh, not takeover, sorry, <laughs> the whole investment, investment <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, is, well, you could just say, okay, well, I won't touch any of Beaver Town beers, and I'll just go all to and so you're almost kind of doing that thing of like going okay we're here in this space that has all these and we are going to drink predominantly the independent craft brewers yeah. we're not going to go for now what we're we in our minds might be thinking is now big beer you know yes big beer might be putting on the the, the event but yeah. we're going to we pay fourteen um, percent of the bill. Yeah, yeah. 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 We yeah. And that's it, isn't it? It's that. Yeah. We haven't even mentioned the most pathetic pullout, which was Brewdog. Is anyone really going to care about not getting a mark shit given? That would be a big zero from everybody there. Yeah. I think I graced um, um, James's re- um, reply to that with uh, eye rolling. Uh, and <laughs> I was like, jeez. And then he, he pulled out that kind of old blog piece that he Nailing our motherfucking colours to the mast. Yeah. 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 See, on that point, yeah. in, um, in my local Asda, in the World Cup aisle, there's flags, Doritos, um, and, and then there's, 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 there's mini kegs of um, blackcurrant strombo. <laughs> No recording, we might be recording. Yeah. Oh, some, some uh, Copperberg, no Copperberg, absolutely. Copperberg. Um, um, Heineken, <laughs> how outfitting, and then slabs of India Ale and Punk IPA. Mm. Right. Commodity beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is now. Yeah. yeah. And this is what they were sort of trying to. Commodity beer for kids. Yeah. 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 They would have been themselves so much more benefit of actually sticking by it. Yeah. Actually not saying anything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They they sent bump down to be great last year. And they nearly sent it to um, oh, to Pop City. What did it was it born to die? Was it? Born to die and something else. Yeah, but they nearly sent punk anywhere. It's just like how clueless, how clueless. Yeah. So obviously, you know, going back to this, uh, a benchmark thing. Obviously, we've got Brixton with their their investment from Heineken. I just tried to look it up actually. I couldn't find any kind of figures or anything. Right. You've got Lagunitas, who, and this to me is is a key indicator really. They was at forty nine percent buy by Heineken, and then was that probably within a year or two? Yeah. Boom, the whole lot was gone. I don't know. Did they have the same? Did they? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. Um, did but did they have the same kind of stance when that came out? So say, yeah, we're going to have control still. We're going to. Is it? Is to be honest, I think maybe on this side of the pond, it kind of passed us by a little bit. You know. Um, obviously, you notice now that you go to certain places and you go, oh. Magnetus on tap. Oh, that's all right. But that beer's not a shadow of what it was, surely. I mean, it's still not bad. I, I had a bottle of um, um, daytime the other th- a couple of weeks back. A fraction of daytime. 69 or something like that. It, <laughs> it, it, wasn't, it wasn't bad. Bad, bad bottle of punk. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, a lot of Yeah. Um, but that's what we, I was initially saying, wasn't it? I was like, 
Because initially you kind of think, okay, so that potentially means that Beaver Town could go out there more to the masses. Mm. And is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? And so, and again, it's, there's divided opinion on that. It comes down to the two kind of sides of the fence, doesn't yeah. it? You've got the side of the fence, people are still entrenched in the scene, in the bubble, about, in the bubble cycle, yeah. Um, and feel quite passionate about it, hence why we're talking about it now and what we've talked yeah. about before. But, so we're going to feel more, there's going to be a lot of negativity in that section, um, in that kind of camp. On the other side, you've got people from the outside that see it and think, oh, hang on, a big corporation is bought a slice of a mm. small business which is in a sector of that market which yeah. is booming. That's got to be a good thing, surely, for, for both parties. So. so, initially, I was like, so that was my opinion. I was kind of initially like, okay, so, so that I'm, potentially means, yeah. like we said, we could be in the middle of, I don't know, nowhere where there's craft beer hasn't really hit. But now, in the local supermarket, or whatever, potentially you can get. Well, that's already happened, isn't it? Yeah. If, if you can find a waitress, you can find that, and I'm sure yeah. it's going to spread to other supermarkets exactly. as well. And you'd already covered that on a previous podcast about the whole supermarket yeah. things and whatever. So craft then becomes a little bit more accessible. You then said, yeah, but you know, one one day I can go to somewhere, and it's like great, I can get gamma ray, fantastic. You go back six months later, oh great, I can get it, oh, oh, yeah, I want something different. So there was a little bit of, yes, mm. it's going out to the masses, but from a, if you're a beer geek, is that good or is that bad? I was also of that little thing of like, I don't, the socialist in me is like, actually, I don't like the fact that the big cats, the fat cats are getting fatter. Yeah. And the independence. And they'll kick the independence. Exactly. Yeah. And it's and, and to me that was that that was That's more of it. And I get the whole, you know, yeah, and then the whole brew with coming out of beaver eggs. And I, I can see both again I can see both sides. I can see if you've bought tickets and, and you should honor your commitments, but it's it's difficult I think for the breweries that are, were going and now were pulled out because again, really how are they really white and white ethical themselves, you know? And so, yeah. so, so and that's what annoyed me the most. Yeah. It was like the um, where do you draw the line? Yeah. If if, if you're being kind of like holier than thou, yeah. then um, it's like, huh, um, what about this? Yeah. What about who? Who's distributing your beer? It was by numbers and bless them for being really responsive. And I was saying, your 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 beers available oh, on, so. on an ABM Bev owned. Um, Web, web shop. Yeah, yeah. And they were like, well, it's not. It was out of our hands. Yeah, it's out of our hands. It's our, our distributor. Yeah. And I said, so, oh, well, I, I, was being, I was being nice. And I'm saying, well, uh, yeah, I'm sure it's hard to keep out of the grips of big beer. But so is it their thing? I don't know. Is it their, um, so is it their distributor? Mm. So is it, do you have to dance, dance with the devil? Mm. Really, a little bit. Because yeah. you, I mean, the other side of the coin is the whole, if you look at it in, in California, a stone started their distribution network to get San Diego brewers around because of the free tier system being like the extreme of what they're experiencing yeah. kind of now. And, but then now, if you look at stone and their own, they're, they're kind of like involved with some kind of like private investor. So who own, owns them and how? Mm. So you, if you, for me, you grow to a certain level. One thing I was saying online was, for me, it's a, it's a cycle of ascension. You, you, beefs move up, 
into it because they, they so kind of like maybe people well, people like us maybe lost a little bit of interest in them yeah. but you're not buying as much Camilleria yeah. as maybe you were three years ago you maybe bought, buying more Clydewater and Verdant and Magic Rock so they come off the top of the pile almost yeah. exactly and somebody else comes mm-hmm. in yeah mm. and Verdant I mean it's quite a small concern I'm wearing a t-shirt right now <laughs> yeah. just for kind of like <laughs> 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 yeah. then they potentially move up to that level mm. and Northern Monk could definitely move up to that level mm. this year yep. with their investment yeah. And then somebody else who's a bit smaller doing two barrels and it affords them to a bit more. And for me, yeah. the, um, yeah, exactly, yeah. Oh, just the, the wheel keeps turning. Does this feel at all like the Wicked Weed sort of buy out? I know there was a, they had that festival, didn't they? But I think this is it's the template, it for what, feels template like for the reaction. I don't know if it's yeah. completely justified. No. Yeah, I don't know the specifics on that in the US kind of thing, really. But well, you're talking about the ca- cancellation mm-hmm. earlier. I mean, I am privy to set information from a very reliable source. I'll tell you who it is later. <laughs> yeah. <Okay. laughs> but there is a lot of, because as you may have noticed, I was getting quite annoyed by all this. And I was told by someone very much in the know, if you spend all your time getting upset at Every brewery that pulls out, you're not going to have much time for much else. Yeah. Yep. So Which there's a lot of what's going on for me. And at this point, I just think Beaver Town have got to handle it. They're the event organisers. Yeah. They've got to announce things, they've got to make decisions. It's going to it gets pulled, it gets pulled, you refund people, whatever. It's going to continue to do something. It's going to continue to So just to clarify, because I can't remember because I'm not going, but what, what date is, is this August? No, September. September. So there's a bit of time, yeah. The trouble is, a lot of people have already booked train travel and hotels. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, because obviously, the way the world works these days is you book early, you get the best deals. To be honest, there's a lot worse places to be stranded for a weekend than London. Um, you know, it's not like. You yeah, it's know, not like you're not going to be able to find anything else instead. Is that's it? right. It's <laughs> not like you booked a weekend in Warwick or Leamington um, to to uh, to go to somewhere and then yeah, you can then drink all the purity beer. Um, <laughs> so yeah. your podcast is stalling the virtues of Warwick and Leamington. Indeed, and I will praise the good things about it. Yeah, and we are um, drinking our purity glasses. There you go. There you go. The tentacles reach everywhere. Yeah. Um, but interestingly as well, uh, the, beat, the, beat, the Sour Solstice, yeah. Beaver Town's next kind of event really, that, the way that that's... So do you want to clarify today? this? Yeah, yeah actually, yeah. To, so to clarify that, because I haven't picked out all the details on that for anyone listening as well. So Sour Solstice was a Beaver Town event, happening at the last year was, today. Last yeah. year was the first year, this right. was the second year. Um, a sour festival, as you'd expect. Yeah. Um, a small handful of breweries. Yeah, like 10 or so. Yeah. 10 or so. And they have, I think they've officially refunded everybody, as far as I can tell, and it's just going to be a normal kind of tap day, yeah. I think. Right, um, okay. But it's been interesting to sort of see that. There's that some well. developments happened there in that so respect. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know who else. The group numbers They were in it. The Colonel's still pretty close. Yes. They've got the agencies with Brewing. Yeah, so that's still happening, but in a very different I think, yeah, ultimately, yeah, to kind of wrap things up really a little bit, I think um, it's just a case of, we'll just have to see how, how the Beaverx thing develops. In the bigger scheme of things, obviously, it's more about um, what happens with Beaver World, 
and you know, uh, yeah, I know, I see it just raises a smile from people, doesn't it? I think there's going to be a lot of disappointed stag dudes that turn. Drink it if uh, I like the sound of what you're making. Yep. If you can wear the spoons, maybe. Yeah, from, yeah. from yeah. a high Heineken own pub and I'll have a pint of a Belgian brewed uh, pint of um, <laughs> neck oil. Yeah. <laughs> but it's already been brewed in Belgium, isn't it? We're, yeah, yeah. Mm. Will, will you still drink beer in Tambia? I don't drink a lot of beer in Tambia, really, at the moment. I haven't done for mm. a while. Um, I mean, I still I love Black Betty, that's a good old favourite of mine. So if I do yeah. see that, I'll still buy it. Yeah. Um, it's got a blue lid as well. Yeah. Got a beautiful blue lid. Yeah, yeah. There you go. There you go. Just bragging about them a little bit, but yeah, if I see any specials, and it's all situational. It depends where you are, who you're with. Exactly that. Yeah, What's exactly on that. Yeah, I probably will. Yeah. Would yeah. you prefer a pint of um, gamma ray in a shit pub opposed to a, a no. pint of Wellington's and like smooth flow? Exactly. Exactly. I, think, I think, yeah, for me, that's exactly where I'm coming from. Basically, now, I won't boycott Big Town, right? But there. So you're not going to be tipping any accounts down the sick? No drain pool for me, because I'm. Filming as well as you did. Yeah, exactly. Hashtag drain pool, yeah. Um, no, for me, it's going to be one of the things. I don't drink a lot of the core range anyway, but what's going to happen. I like Smog Rocket. Smoke. But I. I think what will start to happen is you'll see their beers turn up in more mainstream pubs and stuff like that. If I'm with a certain crowd that means I'm in a certain pub that isn't a particularly good beer pub and Gamma Ray is on and it's the best option there, then I'll drink it. But aside from that, I probably won't be buying the core range and I might pick up the special or something. So not an outright boycott, but a kind of... Yeah, there's, there's enough other people buying their beer to, to keep them going sort of thing, really. And again, um, the other thing is we, we don't know what's going to happen because we don't know what their routes to market are going to be. But potentially, Heineken obviously take over a lot of sporting venues. We don't go to many sporting well, venues, we'll but we do occasionally. We occasionally go to the and Rico again, to watch uh, Wasps rugby yeah, matches, so don't we? Yeah, so we go we? to the Rico Arena in Coventry to watch the rugby. At the moment, time. it's Purity or it's Heineken. So... We'll go down the purity route. Now, if the Heineken also includes Beef Town, then obviously, yeah, I would be sitting there. It would be hard to resist the point to get a gamma ray um, yeah. if, if you're in a football stadium, yeah. rugby stadium, whatever. Uh, it's the best option there. Yeah. You, you're cutting your nose off to spite your face if you say, oh, well, I'm going to drink macro lager instead or whatever, you know? So. You know, I mean, as, as for you, Vicky, what, when well, you boycott well, their products, well, that's, so that's, that's pretty much, that's yeah, yeah. 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 If, if yeah. the situation forces it, yeah, yeah you, you're still going to drink the occasional pint yeah. of echo or something. Ne- yeah. Again, I'm a bit like Charles, I've never, 
drink a huge amount of Vietnam stuff. Smog rocket, I've always liked smog rocket. It's rocket. a favourite, isn't it? Um, um, uh, bloody hell, I think. Now, what's the, again, oh, what was the, um, pump, the pumpkin beer? Oh, um, um, Stingy Jack. Stingy Jack. Jack. Let's stop doing that now, anyway. Because yeah. so you, you were the only person that ever drank it. Everybody well, they've stopped it three years. So, so much beer for pumpkin beers. Yeah. I, for the God record, damn I, I, I quite See, like... that's why I don't like Logan, just for not bringing it. Yeah, that's dead. I, I still haven't forgiven him for... for Kel, um, you'll be Kel, Kel, but Kel, a great beer, not done this year as well. So, you know. But aside from our own little kind of... Uh, <laughs> Say the song, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. You did review it. Yeah, I found it a great summer beer, great summer beer, but you know, there you go. So anyway, I think that pretty much sums up our feelings on the whole Beavergate kind of thing. We just have to stay tuned and see what happens. We're exhausted after that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I think it's, it's more, more, more beer, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So thanks for listening, folks. Uh, if you enjoyed this episode, remember to subscribe to the podcast so that new episodes will always appear in your podcast app. Leave us a review because this helps us climb up the rating charts yeah, and, really and all does, that sort of thing. Is anyone? Yeah. We've had a couple. You ask that every time. Good stuff, yeah, cheers. Uh, you can find us on all the social medias, um, you know, at beers underscore frontiers on Twitter, we're on Facebook, Instagram, uh, email beerswithoutfrontiers at gmail.com. And if you've got any sort of requests of beers and breweries for us to review in the future, bars and pubs for us to visit, get in touch. In the meantime, enjoy your beers. Cheers, cheers everybody.